Neon Black, I'm Shane Gilmore. And I'm Ryan Jaso. We're joined by uh, the world's worst Englishman, Seb Weber, being just terrible at everything. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he's like a cup of, of, of like lukewarm tea. I've met people that don't pay attention to sports, but he like... He makes it a point to, to, like, to be an idiot about it. He's the guy that, like, if you were watching the Super Bowl at a house, you'd be like, no, 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 turn that off. Motherfucker was on the field for a Super Bowl. I know. That, that's true. Like, dude, figure it out, man. <laughs> like, you, you don't even know who Tom, what does he call him? Tom Bradley? Tom Bradley, the international terminal. Jesus Christ. Great, great, uh, great throwback. Thrower back. <laughs> uh, today we talk about the excellent, I, I'm going to call it excellent uh, release uh, from, by Travis Scott, Astroworld. You know, uh, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm not usually an autotune fan, but the album is really good. I've listened to it a few times since it's It's sticks. very affable. There's nothing really wrong with the, with the album. Correct. You know, that's, that's a good way to obviously put it. As you know, Seb says, there's no bangers, but there's there's some really good songs on there still. And the entire, uh, I, I like every single track. I actually really want to, he sat down with uh, LeBron James for LeBron James' new show. Uh, I want to watch that yeah. interview. See if LeBron can interview. I know. I, I always know. get weird whenever like, it, uh, I don't know. I have a hard time watching interview shows where they put giant humans on stools. Right? Like, it seems such an uncomfortable way to interview somebody. You're 6'8", 260. Why are you sitting on a stool, dude? That does not, or 240. That does not seem like a conducive way to like host a 30 minute interview series. Yeah. I'd be I'd be flinching the entire time, like trying to get comfortable. Um, and then we talk uh, in the in the continuing story of Jason's boy, Alex Jones. My dog. It's been uh, officially removed from pretty much the three biggest media sites uh, in the world. YouTube, yeah. iTunes, and uh, some episodes have been removed from Spotify. Bought a tinfoil hat off his website yesterday. Yeah. Alex, if you're listening, we really want you on the show. Yeah, man. We got we got something for you, dog. We got your bizarro, Alex Jones. <laughs> we got Alex Jones. Alex <laughs> <laughs> Um and then we uh we briefly take a tragic look at the at the uh rock billboard charts, which are <sighs> disappointing. actually they're worse than I thought they were. Yeah. It's worse than I thought it was. You know what I, I mean? expect to be I expected to be indifferent about it. I was actually just more like Is there anything worse than going into something with like a two out of 10 expectations and it's, and it's somehow it's like below 0.05. Yeah. You're like, wow, you didn't even hit the scale. I expected to be indifferent. I expected there'd be a lot of like Foo Fighters and cold play, like just bands that are big that I don't care about. And just a quick update from the time that we recorded this to now, <laughs> the it's on, we, we mentioned it, but the number one song in the country on the rock chart as of the time we're recording this is Africa. Weezer's cover of what is it? Toto. Toto. It is. Uh, Shout out to Toto. God, you can't be mad at that. We. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm mad. okay I'm with not. that Weezer cover versus the five or six Twenty One Pilot songs and Imagine Dragon songs that are on that list. I'm mad at it, dude. It's weak. It's not even a cover. It's literally. It. It sounds like a Africa or a Toto tribute band. They didn't even do yeah, anything. Yeah, sounds like a cover band. Yeah, they didn't do anything. They didn't add like anything special to it. Uh, so yeah. Um, and then We're, we get heated as normal. We get heated. Seb Seb says some some terrible things to our producer. Um, 
It's almost like a running gag at this point. He comes at you. I mean, Seb just kind of earned it this time. I'm he says say. terrible things to everybody for the record, but most of the time I got Jesse's back. But you kind of kind of <laughs> stepped in shit with this one. PJ stepped in some radiohead shaped shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you catch us every Tuesdays and Fridays, as well as um, check out uh, Live Forever on the Control Forever Network on Thursdays, as well as Creative Control on Mondays. Coming for you. And uh, by the time you hear this, we should have a new In the Cutout. Yeah. There's a, a couple of really good ones. And you can find all this stuff on controlforever.com. Hi, voice. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Neon Black. All right, let's do this culture cards. Um, second week in a row we've talked about this, but more has happened. Alex Jones today is released that he was completely taken off of, his entire show was taken off of iTunes, YouTube. Facebook. Facebook. Spotify. Spotify. Not uh, all of, they didn't, Spotify didn't take down every episode, but they took down the They most. took down all of them, but one. Is that what it was? Yeah. And then they've they've left. So As of today, there's zero. The only Infowars thing that's up there is is one other Infowars show, that, show that's not hosted by him. Um, otherwise, they've like completely like eliminated him entirely. Uh, other than his website, which is the thing he's falling back on. Yeah, and you know, but that's uh, gotta hurt still though. Losing that that stuff, that's gotta hurt. That's not a that's not a drop in the bucket. Who who are you aiming this towards? Sorry, I jumped in. Well, it's, it's, we talked about this last week. I said I, I found him mild, mildly entertaining, and I think it's important that I, that I point out that I wasn't saying that I like him and, or that I listen to his stuff at this point. Like, the guy makes me chuckle because he's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. But this is gnarly. This is a big deal to completely erase him from the three biggest streaming platforms, basically the, the content platforms. You know what's interesting as well is he has his own server because he saw this coming. Yeah. Smart of him. I'm sure he has it in a bunker somewhere next to his. When you say case mild, of, mildly entertaining, you mean mildly entertaining like car accidents are mildly entertaining? No, I mean like the episode where he talked about how many women he slept with and how he's a red blooded American. Like it's so funny. Like it's not even real. It's so gnarly and fucking hilarious to me that this dude exists. And not only that this dude exists, but that people listen to him. I guess it gives me something to make fun of, I guess. It's. It would be funny if like it I don't think so Trump depressing. is funny. I don't think Trump is funny. Let's, let, that, that's the difference. Because Trump is actually the president, and the rest of the world listens to him. But this is Trump's boy. Not anymore. Trump. Oh, yeah, he doesn't like Trump anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Trump because, because of the Russia thing. Because <laughs> of the Russia thing. Uh, but I. But this is this is maybe one of the the biggest cases of censorship. Let's try to look at this objectively. Was this, was this, well, and nobody has really released, Apple hasn't released directly what it was. Everyone says it's violated policies, uh, but no one has really said exactly which episodes. Spotify said, but they still didn't say exactly what he, like which episode this this happened. Um, And then Apple just completely erased them. YouTube just completely erased them. Facebook for a while has been, I guess, Banning, like um, putting all this stuff in review. Yeah, and I know with Facebook, doing it, Facebook's doing it for other reasons. Yes. They're doing it because of the Cambridge Analytical scandal, and that's why they well, kind of- Well, also because they suspended him, and then he tried to do like- uh, Personal posts, right? Personal posts yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, Here's yeah. the thing. 
he broke the rules. Because those rules have been around. And it's no different than if I posted a picture of a black guy getting lynched on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. I should be removed. And if you see some of the stuff he's posted and pictures he's posted... I his have, theories no. on Sandy Hook. There's a no, well, I don't the know what. It, obviously, I've heard because you, you with, see him on major news outlets of like making Kelly lighting him up for that. And I think it's. I think which, it's, which I think it's deserved. She's I the think, only one, and I give her props. She's the only one that's really been able to back him into a corner. On a, Kelly. On an on even on um, was it sixty minutes? Like he lit he lit up whoever that was. Because he just speaks nonsense. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just nonsense on top of nonsense. He, she actually uh, nailed him down a little bit, which I, I found I think I think the timing on all of this is is really what's worked against him. And um, I, I mean, I said it a little bit last week, but he is a fear monger. And it's, I think he's a danger. He's an absolute danger. People, another part of this is people keep that, that are defending Alex Jones are citing the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. But he's being banned from privately. He's being banned from companies. He's being banned from Facebook mm-hmm. and Apple and YouTube and Spotify. Given they're publicly traded, but they're still like it's it's There's not no, a freedom of speech. They, they, they can choose. They can pick and choose what they want. And that's what on people their, need to understand. Yeah, right. that this is not a sense. freedom of speech issue. This no, is, well, yeah, they're, I, they're getting around the First Amendment by saying that they're that they're saying. Uh, but you, couldn't couldn't you flip that around though and say? The, and I and I am by no means behind mm-hmm. what I'm about to. The, the the other side of the coin is you could say that the NFL is warranted in not allowing players to kneel either during that. You, you know, are and, and it's listen, not right, but I, I and and that's a great point, right? That's a great counter argument, or uh, I guess you would say more of a left leaning argument. And not, and although I fundamentally disagree why they're doing it, they're doing it and they're citing business decisions to do so, but. I guess the argument here now, is... See, where I think the NFL is wrong is because if I worked for uh, Best Buy and say the owner of Best Buy uh, was a practicing Buddha, let's say, I'm not Buddhist, and it was required to whatever, I don't even I don't even know anything about the, the religion enough, but say you had, to, you had to pray to Buddha three times a day as part of your job. And I was like, fuck that, I'm not Buddhist, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, w- I shouldn't be allowed to, to have to do that. And, that. and that's where the NFL, or I think NFL is completely wrong. Like if I well, want to kneel on the NFL. I would never defend the NFL thing. Because it's a sports ball. Because it's a sports ball. Yeah. Um, go ahead. You're going to make a sports ball. This has nothing to do with freedom of speech. This is nothing to do with freedom of speech. Let me tell you why. You don't get freedom of speech if you're using somebody else's product. Now, in this room, talking to us, we get freedom of speech. The fucking constitution wasn't written with what we have in mind right Correct. now. And the First Amendment... What do you know about the Constitution? You're not an American. Well, I can tell you this. I can tell you <laughs> anything that's called an amendment... That was a joke. ...should be amended. You think so? You think we should change the... <clears throat> I think it's outdated, yeah. But, but this is a... this is a, so, so much of a different conversation. It's a different conversation. But I will say, uh, this is, but, but, but we also... I understand where this, where this can go and the rabbit hole of where things can go. But if you're using my platform... You're going to do what I want you to do. And I think we have this idea that Facebook, I have ownership over, you know, because I use Facebook, I have ownership on what I want to say. Because I, fuck off, dude. Yeah, you can't use. It's absolute bollocks. When you sign up, you're signing up to adhere to their their, policies. Freedom of speech, the constitution, the idea of freedom of speech was, was what you can talk about between people and probably in groups of people. And you can talk publicly in front of people. But I don't think it, it was never written with the idea of 
um, how quickly things can spread online. Yeah. It just wasn't. Yeah, I it's think, a big it's a big deal though. It's it's wild that all of those because like you said, I'm sure he's saying I don't need them. I still have my site. Um, he has oh, his own server. Hurt. But man, that's going to hurt a lot. And I'll tell you where that's going to hurt is there's a lot of like Mike made this point um, on Neon Black early on in the series where the Alex Jones of the world. What happen is what happens is if they're right one time about one thing, even though they throw out 55 mm-hmm. crazy fucking theories, but if they're right about one thing. It that's that's what works for them. That's where there's like that's right. that's all that matters. And what this does is sure he's got his core audience that's still gonna that still pays for Infowars and buys his fucking muscle milk and whatever the fuck subscribes to his his deal. But you're not getting that's not you're not gonna be you're not increasing your audience. Like you're no. cut off, you're cut off now. Yeah, and I think this is a good thing because I mean he wasn't he wasn't removed for his point of view. He was removed for for hate speech. Yeah. So that's the end of the conversation. He's still on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, Twitter hasn't hasn't removed him. Well, I kind of find it crazy that Twitter hasn't removed Donald Trump, but we all know that they're they not going to. They can't remove him. He's the most popular. <laughs> they can't. Twitter, Donald Trump's keeping. But I, I would not know, but I wouldn't be surprised if I woke up one day. I mean, if he if he says something wrong. No, I don't think they will. If, he's, if Twitter Donald Trump says something they, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but something hates. I mean, Trump He's, says some stupid shit, but he doesn't say hate speech. Yeah, but he says not not like Alex. No, no, Jones I guess hates. not directly on like shithole country wasn't on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was probably the closest that was the clo- thing yeah. that. Oh, I think they absolutely will because they can't have one rule for one person and one rule for another. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how the, how the onion gets peeled after this because this is a big step. But there I, aren't many other people they can. You know, maybe the guy from um, Breitbart. Um, who's now like uh, Steve Bannon? Milo, no, Milo, yeah. Oh. Um, but now, because he says some really offensive. Oh, he says some terrible, some shit. terrible things. He but says there's not, a, by, yeah. there's not a list of Alex Jones that this is going to affect. It's like the guy that spreads hate speech has been shut up. Yeah. Okay, cool. On to the next one. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's. Well, I think hurt. I don't think, think it hurts him. I think it actually it plays him. into no, his. Base. It absolutely it hurts him. Hurts him. No Maybe, question. but I think it plays into like all the anyone who believes anything he says just thinks this is part, well, more. It's not validation about to the what ones he says. that necessarily wholeheartedly buy in. It's about the ones that he, he right. pops up on your internet feed, and maybe there's like forty percent of it that sounds like, oh, this this kind of makes sense. Like I do think like. Not to get into not not to get into conspiracy theories, but like nine eleven to me does not make sense. Like that, you know that that whole thing. It, it, it will somebody affect him. That, it, that's going to affect him because when you get diagnosed with cancer, you're not going to go down. The, what's the first thing they get you to do? They stop it growing, and they've done the right thing. Where they this this might not affect yeah, his core only thing base. That's scary is like but it, who's to be the judge of what's cancer and what's not? We're saying hate speech is what hate speech is, is, what is that a pretty is. good so, line. Yeah, right? I, that's 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 important. Um, while and the fact on. he's an idiot is just another thing that makes me <laughs> angry in it. But if he wasn't an idiot, if he was not funny to watch, and he wasn't such a personality, you'd, we'd all be sitting here going, "Fuck that racist guy." Good, it's gone. But it's it's funny. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's it's weird because he's such a big personality. He's well, it's that so it's, ri- um, he's so ridiculous. That he's like, so ridiculous. How does this- how does this but work? I don't like, think it affects. I don't think people. Are, I don't think there's people today who are waking up scared. I just think there's like a very few people. What do you mean by waking up scared? Like I don't think there's other hosts that have this level oh, of bollocks. I don't know because I'm not in that world in that sense. Like I don't seek out. I mean, yeah, I maybe. Seek out. He's just the only one that's kind of crossed over into into mainstream a little bit, partly because of the way you can make fun of him. But um, 
uh, moving on into other, um, I guess this falls under some aspects of censorship. Um, it came out today that uh, Donald Glover uh, slash Childish Gambino, who's cult- culturally and creatively been on fire for the last two years, uh, had been working on a Deadpool show for FX. Um, it came out today. It, it had gotten canceled. Uh, the The project had gotten canceled prior to even uh, production. I think like four or five months ago. And there was a couple. Uh, there was a couple. Uh, scripts that got leaked online and people were like, why, why did this get canceled? Came out today, the president of FX, I think his name is John Landergraf, um, said that it wasn't FX's decision to pull the Deadpool series. It was Disney's decision. Marvel's specifically. Marvel's slash Disney's, <laughs> interesting enough. FX is also owned by Fox. There was, at that time, a pending merger. Their merger is now, now through. Uh, Disney does own Fox now. $71.3 billion. Um, is this... Is this a scenario of Disney? This and this comes right after Disney cutting James Gunn uh, for obviously for stuff he did on Twitter, um, in specifically in the Marvel universe. Edgar Wright, a very very well to do director as well, has left. Pro- There's been multiple directors that have left projects. Patty Jenkins. Um, is this a scenario where? Thank God Disney did this because if you're passing up on talent like Donald Glover, that makes, means someone else has a chance. Or is this? Damn, dude, the evil empire is real. They own everything now. Yeah. Uh, you know what's weird is there was very little opposition to that merger, too. This, not in the way that AT&T's merger with... Uh, I know. It, it seems like people are just okay with it. They just bought up Star Wars and Marvel, and they're just continuing to vacuum stuff up, and people... Are- There's a 17% bump. Last last year, We I remember we were looking at the box office numbers in the summer, and last year's summer was, was the worst summer in box office history. This year, it's up 17%, all from Marvel and Disney movies, essentially. So they, they, they're, they're essentially propping up the entire market from, from the, the movie-going experience, let's yeah, say. Sure. Um, and that's scary that they, that they control that. But then when I see stuff like this happening... If my first thought is, wow, they missed out on, I'm sure that Donald Glover FX show would have been pretty fucking sick. But also, this means that there, this means that there's always room for the little guy. Because if there's, there's like, obviously Donald Glover is one of the most talented creatives out there right now. And you're going to pass up. He's on, also working with Disney hey, already, right? Well, he, F, yeah, I guess. He did solo. solo. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I have, a, I have an idea. What's that? Maybe it was shit. No, the it was pretty funny. You just made fun of a lot of things. Uh, it was very meta, obviously. Have you, is it? Did you ever see it? No, the the screenplays got or the the teleplays got released. It was pretty funny, but he was making fun of everything from Disney to Marvel to Taylor Swift. There's a whole Taylor Swift episode about her wanting to buy a gorilla. Uh, it was it was racy. Let's say it would have been. Well, Donald Glover was first and foremost a comedian. Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't know, man. At I have, first, I was like, "Wow, fuck them, they're idiots." And then I'm thinking about it, it's like, "Well, well good." Like, I, also, I don't want, I don't want them having a monopoly on on talent like Donald Glover. <laughs> I want, I want, I want. There needs to be a place for the Rick and Mortys of the world, like for the for you know the guys like Dan Harmon who created that that show is is has had moments that he's that he's really tough to work with, and he's very on PC, and he there's no way that guy could work for Disney. Um, and there needs to be a place for these edgy yeah. creatives to go. I, I, you know, it's not Disney's fault. The first, the first movie Miramax put out under Disney was Pulp Fiction. Pulp, Disney aren't going to not touch something in their ecosystem. That was a different time, though. No, the awareness I, I levels I were different. A lot of people really didn't know that Disney owned Miramax. There's no at that way time. Disney. There is no way Disney 
plan is to be a holding company of their size and not do this content. It could have been killed for a number of reasons. It could have been too expensive. Um, they might not have found a buyer. You know, remember? No, it was on, they didn't. It was on FX. It was going to be on FX. Maybe it was too expensive. Maybe, you know? It was a cartoon. I, I can't usually, imagine it could have been that expensive. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. Donald Glover's got a pretty big price tag at the moment. Well, they had already been. signed a. They had already signed a, a, a pre-production deal with them. Anyways, I don't think you can say big back. Big, big. You know, Disney doesn't want to do things. I mean, they would probably not continue to grow. It just they, doesn't seem. They Disney. don't. They don't make acquisitions like 20th Century Fox to make all their content PG. They're not idiots. They just wouldn't. So with just, that merger, do they pick up? Fox News? No, that was the one thing that was not a part of it. Murdoch held yeah. on to. Okay, so 20th Century Fox is essentially what was what was bought, and, and their library, Simpsons and correct a lot of, and then everything that FX does, and, and, Donald, and that massive movie library. What probably also happened is Donald Glover, probably, you know, and his Stephen, his writing partner that I just read about, probably yeah, just um, clashed. Oh, I'm sure. They, I'm sure they're probably like, well, you can't have this in it. And they're like, no, we're not making it then. And you know what? If, if you clash with someone like a James Gunn, who's, whose only project is fucking Guardians of the Galaxy or something, you can probably live through that. If you're with Donald Glover, and no matter which way you're looking at, you're number seven on his list that month, you probably wouldn't take the True. risk. That's a good You'd point. You'd probably just go, all right, well, we're not getting on with him. And it's not like we are his career. Like, well, let's not take the risk. Hmm. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting he's, point. He's, 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 a, he's a bad person to bet on Does, if, if, you're, if you're them and you're having issues. Yeah, right, because you, you don't have he any control. He doesn't give a fuck. He you can just go yeah. elsewhere and do other things. I mean, The studio probably has very little control over what he wants to do. Yeah, he's definitely getting in that position. Of, he's writing his own script, for lack of a better term. Um, the Legendary Viper Room is officially closing down now. Wow. Is this... I didn't know that one. Is this... Uh, um, is this a scenario where we're going to be missing it for what it was, for what it is, or is it really just does it does it have that bad that bad cloud of River Phoenix over Odin in front of it? Is that what makes Viper Room so special in a in a Why very morose way? Well, doesn't Johnny Depp own the Viper? He sold it, sold it. Now it's being closed down. I don't think he's actually physically owned it for it's quite a, a while. You know what? I've been probably ten times in my life. Yeah, it's did. a fucking shitty bar. But I think that it was supposed to be right. Was that's of kind allure. of the it was cool in like '91. It was part of like the Sunset Strip experience. Yeah, though. it represents like that whole that whole rock and roll Guns and Roses. I, that I, whole I, that I know, whole. I know. But Target are probably just going to do a store. <laughs> Target's going to do a Viper Room store. And, you know, it's uh, Viper Rooms where they uh, used to play the poker. It's games crazy though. You wouldn't too. keep the name. That's right. It's crazy you wouldn't keep the name though, right? Because the name what's is. Weird. I'd imagine. Well, I'd imagine the only. I would imagine it was. Maybe it was probably purchased for the property. I was going to say, I, would I wouldn't guess. be surprised. It's being developed. I'm put guessing. a high rise on top yeah. of it and just, yeah, it's $80 million. 80 million. Yeah, buyout? yeah. Yeah, guess what? You must have owned guess, it. Yeah. Guess what? I'd sell it too. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, right. true. $80 million for that? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Well, that's a little bit more than your like $3,000 bar nights <laughs> that you're doing in that place <laughs> with a sold out room. <laughs> Is that the most famous like small bar venue besides CBGB, do you think? No. Yeah, I would say. Um, I think it's up there. It's up there for sure, but top I would have five, <sighs> maybe top three. I think it is up there personally. 
for Rainbow for, Bar for that like, for, for a place bands start out. You know, yeah, because it's smaller than the Roxy, right? Mm, yes, yes, it's smaller, smaller than, than the Roxy. Roxy. Yeah, it's smaller than the Roxy. Yeah, right. Well, and is the is the Troubadour bigger than the Roxy? Troubadour is bigger because you go Roxy then to Troubadour, Troubadour maybe then to maybe like Avalon or somewhere. Like if you were doing no, no, uh, key, it used to be Key Club, Key Club. You used to go to Key Club oh, if you yeah. were a rock band on that side of town. Yeah. But now that's a. Uh, it's a great name for a, for a spot, first of all. It's just it's so name. wild because it it literally did, and I realized it had a ton of it already had a ton of uh, respect within the industry. And if you were in the know, but like it really is a lot a large long. It's infamous for the River Phoenix thing. But but you said that, but not re, not of late. No one no yeah, one in the industry cared about true. you. If, in that's fact, true. if you were going to see a band at the Viper Room, it probably wasn't. It's not a. There's not where you know, no one goes the promoters at the Viper and like on it. I don't think, you know, I don't think that's a good metric. That's a good point, but for 80 million, it, it makes a lot of sense. In the 80s, they broke, they were totally, would, but it's just not the same. The broker for the buyer is being a little aloof. He's not, he's saying that they're not, there's not a development plan in place. They're just looking with the what best. What else would you buy be. for 80 million if it's not going to turn into a high rise? I, if you're super rich, maybe. You want to do so? I don't. It would be weird to get rid of it. I always, you know, like the, I believe recently the property where uh, Amoeba was purchased. Yeah, they talking, kept it as Amoeba. But I'm saying that I think that there's been talks of putting high rises until on top. it gets its permit. Yeah, but I, I, but I think that would be cool if you left the. That would be a much cooler thing to do. Yeah, cool. not if, if I'm living above live, it. I mean, yeah, what are you kidding me? You'd be could, that would be pretty. You live in the Viper okay, room. You want to go live above the Troubadour? Sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. No, come on. It's be, a sale point. I gotta be, be honest. There's be people sad. that would, yeah. Think about think there's of, young dickheads. There's, there's maybe if there's thirty five year old tech dickheads that would be all over that. Yeah, maybe if it's a bar and grill. <laughs> do you know how many? Do you know how much vegan those, bar and grill? <laughs> it's it's now defunct. But do you remember how many? How expensive the condos at the W in Hollywood were, where there was drays on top of you, where the sound just piles down on you. That's different than having the Viper room below you, I think. You think so? No way. That's way worse. That's it's worse. on the other side of the building. It's on the other side of the building. Oh, okay, first of all. Is it? Do you remember I lived in that building for a long time? Oh, yeah. With oh, yeah. triple pane glass that you couldn't yeah. hear anything outside during awful. the day. It was loud at two in the morning. Let me tell you, it was very obnoxious. I can't, uh, this seems like it would be way better. Plus, there's a way on top yeah. is worse because you could put a layer in between. I mean, not to get into architectural design here, but I think it's cool if you were to live in an apartment above the Viper Room. What I would do is I would just sell the fucking trademark logo to Ed Hardy or one of those cunts and then just make my money that way. But yeah. What the hell? The co-owner with Johnny Depp disappeared? Yeah, Johnny killed him. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> on a meth bender. Johnny needs the money. That's wild. And then and then apparently Johnny Depp- um, Why would Johnny Depp sell it? Hold re on. He relinquished his ownership to the Viper Room in 2004. They're not saying he even sold it. And then the Black Hawk Capital Partners um, have owned and operated it since 2004. What the fuck? This is some weird shit. 80 million for a 250 cap room, dude. <laughs> that's that's You're buying the history there, huh? Yeah, and a, and a merch deal. I mean, for 80 million, shit. Well, yeah, you get, there's rights to the intellectual property and everything else, I'm sure, but. Oh, fuck it. I want to know why, why this guy disappeared and then Johnny Depp just gave up his, that's fucking weird, man. Am I the only one that thinks, it's a murder. Oh, he was murdered. Was Johnny Depp involved in the disappearance of his business partner? What the fuck? <laughs> How is that not a bigger story? Yeah. Right? This happened in. 2004? 2014. 
Oh, wow. What the? F- that's crazy. To everyone listening, everyone's Googling on their computer right now. Yeah, that's wild. We got to, we got to, we got to, uh, we got to Agatha Christie have, yeah. this shit. <laughs> right? We'll pull that one apart. Uh, Johnny Depp smokes meth. I told you. <laughs> Stop. Um, all right, let's go into it. The big news You're over the weekend. Um, there's a, this was a huge, huge Friday for music and for hip hop as uh, YG releases record as well as Mac Miller. And then the long awaited Travis Scott Astral World, which is, um, has been one that we've been speculating on for quite a while because he's one of those, he's one of those artists that we, um, he needed to have this, this album needed a hit because he's, he's one of those guys that's, that's built a career off of, off of a couple good tracks and a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. And a lot of goodwill in the industry as well. Um, Astral World came out Friday. I, I personally, I think it's a really good album. Um, the entire album is, is a really easy listen. It's one of the most unique records I've heard in a while. The 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 mixes alone are like it, it shouldn't work. It should just sound like a mishmash of of different sounds. Um, I do tend to agree with you a little bit, Jaso. I'm not a huge fan of all the auto-tune, but at the same time, the album, it, it, I don't know, it sticks the landing. Um, what'd you guys think? I'll tell you, I actually really liked it, and I usually hate auto-tune. Ever since auto-tune came on, I thought it was bastardized and abused to death from Akon to Will I Am. All of it just killed me for the longest time. It was just the same thing, and then it just became this thing in hip-hop and hip-hop's worst era. T-Pain. 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 T-Pain was the OG, yeah. And, but I really liked it. I thought this was, it was really impressive. Uh, I loved everything about it. And from Dave LaChapelle doing the artwork for it Mm -hmm. to the actual, the track with Drake is amazing. Uh, Sicko, I think it's called. There's some really good. Sicko, R.I.P. Screw is really good. There's there's a lot of, there's three B-minus hits on there. Unfortunately, there's no, there's there's no bangers. There's um, no banger. It's a good record. But it's a good it's a good front to back album. It's just an it's but it's another good record without a banger. Okay, so which do you think is better? The twenty two tracks on Scorpion with God's Plan as the one banger or the twelve songs on Strike. You're fucking out of your mind. By the no, way, this blows fucking Scorpion out of the water. By the way, Get the fuck is, out of here. This is set to surpass uh, Scorpion this week, I think, it is. as a number one, yeah, album. Yeah, it'll hit number one for sure. Yeah, uh, part of that number the, one, but probably won't hit the streaming numbers that Drake got. No, week. You're, you're probably right. Um, you're crazy. This is this is a much better album than Scorpion. I'm, I'm sorry, you're giving. Oh, maybe I need to listen to it more. I, you're do, I don't putting too much into a single song versus two, an entire album. There was a couple of hits on there though. There's two there great songs no on that Drake hits. album. There was great. I'm talking no. about the Drake album. Oh. There's two hits on the Drake. Yeah, album. there's two good songs, but there's no other hits. Why aren't people doing the bangers? Why aren't they? Oh come on! Dude. Because this album, don't this, be this that is what annoys me right now. Don't no, be the manager is, that says, no, "Oh, this just is write what a hit, dude." No, just but go this, to the studio and write this, a hit. this is what annoys me because if this had a banger on it, it would have overtaken my for album of the year for me. Like maybe two bangers. There's so much substance to this album, though. So what? I just want a fucking banger. There's, I think this album. There's a lives. lot of substance to Yay. I just no banger. Yeah, the difference being <laughs> though, I will say the difference being is the composition. And when you when you listen to this entire album, there's a there's there was a lot more process put into this album. Incredible producers on it. Too. Yay, yay needed, yay just needed more time. And then that I think all of our problems. But with I yay don't was, think this will. But let, let me let's talk about this. I don't think that this. Remember how we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and we were like, 
he really needs a hit to kind of go up a level. I don't no, think this has helped him what, go up a level. No, see, I, no. It, what we said is we really need this album needed to land for him to go up a level. This cannot be an ASAP Rocky testing situation, right? And it's kind of cheating. And by I the do way. think I do think this album, while this this isn't this isn't going to catapult him into an A plus list, right? Uh, act. I think this this is a. Um, this is a relative. In, this is a relative increase in his star power metric. But if he had, but this is what I'm. I, I agree. By the way, I do agree with, with what you're saying. But if he had the hit, he could become a superstar. That's what just annoys me about this. Because if he had, the, if he had one or two hits on this, he could really give Drake a run what's, for his money. What's crazy is okay, well, there's kids. Kids do think there's kids that it's the same. Like it's like the Jews World thing where it's like these. There's all these streams and these kids are singing these songs over and over and like. None of I couldn't tell you a single line from this from this from this album. It sounds great, but it didn't have like, you know, it like Pusha. There was like, right. the first day it was like, oh man, I could I could tell you the whole first verse from from if you know you know or whatever. Uh, I don't know how a Butterfly Effect is on this album and Butterfly and, Effect is old. That's what I'm saying. He put it on Astro World. It's at the end I of it. It's got 380 million streams, which is not from this weekend, but yeah. It's uh, that's a yeah. good con. Makes your album. It's <laughs> a good marketing promo, right? Just for dropping old. But you gotta not have hit. much confidence if that's what you gotta do. I don't know, man. I just uh, it just annoys me because if it had a couple of bangers, he could totally take the throne. And you know what I mean? Because I feel there's a big empty spot right now. If you're the who's the top of hip hop, it's Drake. I think there's room for a few more. But you, in order to get there, you've got to make some bangers to, to get to that level. I'm not saying this is, isn't a good record, but in terms of getting to that level, Drake's kind of got the monopoly and nobody's kind of coming that close. So how about this? When, when the yeah. hype on hip hop finally cools, like it, like it will, everything's yeah. Yeah. cyclical, right? So when the hype around hip hop finally cools, who's sticking around besides Drake and Kanye? Well, I think this is a good. This is this is this isn't the album that that definitively gives Travis Scott mm-hmm. that conversation, but it still keeps him in the conversation. But why are we making excuses for that? Because because this is. Because I'll tell shouldn't you why. your job? I'll tell you why. Be to stay in the conversation when I don't. I I'm in two minds whether kids will care about this in a few months or not. Um, they will. Travis Scott's huge, especially with a certain demographic. But he's not a fucking megastar. And that's that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that anyone's arguments here is wrong. Here's here's what here's why but I we're think not it's the making mega stars anymore. Here's why, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I have I have a and very specific answer. Uh, we've, I think, so far, 2018 has been a pretty mediocre year for music, despite a lot of high profile releases. Uh, I totally agree. With using this week um, as an example, YG um, and Mac Miller, and a lot of people like the Mac Miller album. Mm. There's a there's a definitive difference in quality between Astro World and those other two albums. It's much better. It's yes, much better it than um, what came out last. It's better. I mean, it's better. It, it is. Other than Pusha, it's better than any of those good releases. I, 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 I mean, I agree. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. But we aren't making megastars. The only megastar in hip hop and rap megastar is Drake. But we also had this conversation. Hip hop isn't a mega star it genre. Is. Oh, oh, but it is now. Are you kidding? It has yeah. to be. It, it does has have to be. It has to be. 
I'll give you, I'll argue. I'll in order to survive, it has to be because these guys ultimately, or if you're a C, if you're a C-level artist in hip hop, when the dip goes, you're gone. It's kind of what's, what's happening right now is this, this reminds me kind of peak dance music right now, like 2009, yeah. where there's guys that just put out an album and tour because it was the most popular thing going. Everyone wanted a piece of it. The festivals were sold out before announcing lineups. It was nuts. And it feels like we're, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it feels like we're kind of reaching that maximum capacity where the bubble is close to bursting. Mm -hmm. And and when I say bubble is bursting, people think, oh, it's done. That's not what I mean. I mean that it's going to, the market's going to cool a little bit and people are going to back off of it and the really good stuff's going to shine and, through. And, and, and it's when, good for hip hop. When it, that happens. it is, but when markets cool, typically when markets cool, if you're a B-level artist, it's even harder if you don't have that rhythm and momentum behind you yep. to become a megastar. So while I think Travis isn't going to, I mean, Travis doesn't give a fuck anyway, right? Because he's got the best life ever. But um, <laughs> but if you are a B or C-level artist. Travis isn't a B or, though, dude. Travis he is, is no, an a. He, no, he's not. No, a, he's not an a. a is a megastar. He's, he's a B plus. A is a okay. megastar. We got to keep A for okay. megastar. Okay, fine. If you're a B and a C, you definitely are going to struggle. And I think he's. I think he's going to still struggle. He's a B. He's but a, he could be an A. It's hard to call him a That's B what's just annoying. because of the entire brand to me, because mm. of the Kylie Jenner thing and everything else he's got. It's really hard to call him a B because his overall brand he's is not a megastar. Arguably well, the top three. Here's how you argue: if he wasn't with if he wasn't with Kylie Jenner, how big would he be? It'd be a C. You no. I think I think It'd still on his own merit, he's a B. I think he's a strong B because if he he's just look at his booking fees even prior to being with Kylie Jenner. Like what did what did Observatory pay for him? Ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, like he's successful. <laughs> he's like, fucking he's big. He's successful, and he's he done, headlined. He headlined the other one, and then yeah, uh, in Long that Beach, was, and that people went forty five thousand. People, people went crazy for that shit. He's yeah. definitely done the job of fueling his fan base completely. I, I don't disagree with that, but I don't think he's really going to grow off this record. So who are the A's in hip hop? Let's let's break it down. Drink. That's it. That's pretty much no, it. No, Kanye's still in the Kanye? category. I'm gonna and then you. I think with the Carter with the Carters thing, kept Jay-Z in that conversation. No, no, no. I think it's not Jay-Z. I think he's Jay-Z still a megastar. He's still he's still you make, reach a I'm level and Yeah, you, that, that mm, album that album kept him in the he, conversation. He's still doing, is he still doing arenas? Oh yeah. The mm. car, the, the, the Carters tour right now is stadiums. Doing stadiums. Oh, they're doing, yeah. oh, I didn't know they, they were did, touring together. Did yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the run, on the run, yeah. Okay, I'd argue that the newcomer that's gonna remain an A is J. Cole. I think J. Cole's an A at this point, nah, and he's going to be plus. I think he's a B plus too. I he's agree. Plus. And Two I nights think, at Staples. I no, think no, the you problem got, is- You got to be mega, I think mega the problem star. is J. Cole's last album really wasn't that good unless you were a J. Cole fan. You had to be a J. Cole fan to like that last mm -hmm. album. I'm pretty sure that was that album no, went it did. platinum, didn't it? With yeah, it went. Yeah, so he has a huge matter, fan base. But there is, but there's a different. But, there, but this is what staying. we're saying. Let me. This this is the difference. What we're saying. There is a difference between platinum. And ten times. Well, platinum. there's also a difference between that's the mega star. Well, there's also a difference between an A rapper and just an if we're talking about just an A act in general. Right. Right. Because if you're going just rappers, yeah, Travis Scott's an A, uh, J Cole's an A, Kanye's an A. All these guys. If you're if you're comparing them to everyone else, as far as then no, uh, mega star, mega star. Then, you can be a star. They you know, but not a mega star. So two nights at Staples and one at Honda Center. He's is big, a, man. He has a huge following. There, I mean, there are people he that there are, there are people that play That's Staples 60, that aren't tickets. mega star. I mean, I'm I'm, but I think you just got. But there's a difference between doing Staples, and there's a difference between doing five nights at the Rose Bowl. 
That is reserved for megastars. And that's, I, I'm not saying that we should. But how do you put Jay in there when he's playing with Beyonce? Because I'd argue that Beyonce is well, way bigger than I think this point. I think she's absolutely, you're right. But I also think that when you get to a certain level, like a Jay, you always stay a megastar. There's a certain amount of equity you can always cash in. Yeah. Like, there's, but, no it, you're, you're, but you're right, but it's, but it's reserved for. Uh, all right, Tiny well, fraction so of people. I'm the only one that's willing but to take a, a gamble here. What are your guys? Who are you saying is going to be an A out of this generation? Out who this, do I think staying? Yeah. I think Travis is a good bet. I don't think this album 100. percent You'd have to give me odds. Doesn't solidify still. it. Okay. Uh, I think Travis is a good bet. I, I think he's a good bet. Is too. J Cole already part of it? I mean, yeah, J Cole's I think definitely. J Cole's a, and Big Cole's Sean. Definitely. No, J Cole's a B right now. I don't know. See Big Sean. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. That's 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 an interesting one. Um, uh, out of this new younger generation, I mean, I think they all have shots. That's what I'm of saying. Being I think J Cole, like Future's Travis up there. Scott, Future's up there. Yeah, Future and maybe Tyler are the ones that have the shot at being a next mega. Well, ASAP still is as long as he's still in the conversation. As long as he's still in the public eye, he always right. has a shot because well, there's longer he, shot odds. But there's a, that thing with with ASAP, and then I think even YG to a certain extent, they're both. Great rappers, I, I love both their, their their flow is amazing, but there's they're so marketable that they stay in the public eye. Like ASAP, to a certain extent, he's so good looking. You can put like he was on um, Trevor Noah last night, and like it's worth. He's he's just so charismatic; it's worth watching it. But and he wasn't even performing. I think YG's getting close to that. Where like I'm really interested to watch YG in interviews because he's such an interesting. He's such an interesting dude. He has good style. You know what I mean? He's he's you know, by all accounts, he's a gangster, which is always interesting. Um, <laughs> and he has put out good music in the past. I don't like this new album. This new album sounds like a mixtape to me. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's because, yeah, we talked about this. I mean, going back to the Will Runzel days and he threw out Lil Vert, like, who's the bridge act? Migos is going to be around. Migos is an A. There's no question. Migos is an A act. I don't think, I don't, uh, Kendrick, Kendrick is an A. Kendrick, yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick no is an A. You win, a, pol Migos, you win a Pulitzer, yeah. you're, you're, you're yeah. good. You're good. <laughs> no, but you're, you're good. but you're right. But that's the kind of like, you win a Pulitzer, you're good. Or you're Jay-Z, you put out a bunch of shitty records, you're still good. Yeah. You know, you, you, you kind yeah, you of- you can fuck up and still be big. Is headlining Coachella still make you an A? <sighs> Not anymore, yeah. huh? Uh, yeah. And well, I know you're going to say Eminem. I know that's where you're going. No, no, no. I was going to say it. Well, I, I, well, Eminem still is a megastar. He's he is shit. But he he's still a megastar. Kendrick headlined last year. Yeah, funny. he's a megastar. I mean, yeah. Kendrick headlined? But this is the difference between people, paying someone three... Looked, when he was about... for LCD sound system. 20 minutes before he was going to go on stage. You're right. You're absolutely right, though. It was a fucking riot to get to that main stage. Which one? When Kendrick... Yeah. <laughs> was main people went fucking nuts. See, now this is, this is a good argument. I would argue that Eminem's not anymore. And I was listening to his old album. I, I, I used to love Eminem when I was a kid. He, it does not age well. None of the music ages well at all to me. Can I just point out that's one of the early things that I brought up that you guys argued with me? Um, no, he is still is a megastar. He's, also, <laughs> he's still a megastar, he's still a mega of star. course. I mean, come on. I, there, but, there are, there are once you, but also when you get once into you get, megastardom, yes. it's hard to go back. But all these guys have it's the like opportunity a, it's like to a get there. It's like a tenure they, for, for yeah, a teacher. You, you can't really fire them once they're tenured. But, right? but, right, but <laughs> these guys all have the opportunity to get. But just think how much the game changes if Travis Scott has a 99 problems. It's kind of like you. Oh man! How, how, you see it's what over. I mean? It's over. It's that but I don't level think, that we're missing. But, but he's still. My, my my point with Astro World is he's like this wasn't this this album was not a lateral move for him. But it was a step up. Yeah, but pre, but pre J. What album was ninety nine? What album was ninety nine problems on? 
uh, that was the black album. No, no, that was the one with girls, girls, girls on it. And I can't remember my <laughs> point. Here. I've lost my, I've lost my point here, but <laughs> but there there is Blueprint One, I think, right or Blueprint Two? I'm pretty sure it's the Black Album, man. Now that had Uncle. Oh yeah, it was. Jason's right. It's the Black Album. The only good Lincoln Park remix ever was Encore, only because it was dope in Miami Vice. <laughs> that was a pretty cool. You know what's crazy? Rock, rap. My rabbi, I and that. Before he was an A&R guy. He was an A&R guy and then he turned into a rabbi. And Only that you would have thing. a rabbi that was an A&R, an A&R guy. Jesus right? Christ. I know, right? It's just like par for It's pretty course. cool. It's pretty cool. That's the, what the only, that's like the biggest thing he A&R It's pretty rad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that record when it came out. I don't give a fuck. Um, once again, 1975 popping up in this, in this uh, podcast, but uh, they were on the cover of Billboard. Sub-favorite. And made the comment that they were the only big band doing anything interesting. Right now. Well, let's let's get the let's get the quote right. No, in they, his defense, they said it pretty much exactly like that. He said Matt Healy said they are the only band doing anything noteworthy, interesting in rock music. I'm pretty sure I nailed it. Uh, they uh, the 1975. No big bands are doing anything as interesting as I us. I love that picture. It's a great. Their album art, this album artwork in the cemetery, is some of the best. Yeah, artwork. I'd agree. Name me another band that's. that's, that's but I'm yeah. saying, you just, so we're taking Radiohead and Gorillas out of that conversation. No, but they're not now. They, they, yeah, they are. They, they, put they an just album released an album. Year. Yeah, come on, Radiohead. Gorillas just count? put out an album two, are like, we talking two months ago. Obviously, it was a vague thing, and it's a talking point. Uh, what he said. I mean, let's be fair. We do you want to pull up the Billboard list because it's it's rough for rock. Yeah. it's rough. How but, about this? Uh, but I wouldn't say that the Gorillas aren't putting out music anymore. I wouldn't say that Radiohead's mm-hmm. not putting out. And I would definitely, if I'm 1975, I am always putting the, the Radiohead caveat into yeah. anything that I say. <laughs> you want to you want to get depressed, Seb? I was looking. But what's done more numbers? Because I reckon 1975 did more numbers than Radiohead on the last nope. album. It's not even in the, the their last album. Actually, isn't even the rock top 100. That well, came what about the last radio album? Two years ago. I don't know that the radio, the last radio album, um, Moon Shaped Pool, is in the top one hundred. I would actually bet. I would bet my. I would bet. Really? That, uh, check that out. I would bet that nineteen seventy five have more streams than the last Radiohead album. Okay. Uh, well, we can check this and we can check it and come back. But but either way, then, in one in one way, I like I like the brash. You like the, the, the rock brashness, star. rocks. Yeah, the rock star element of it. In the other, in the other uh, hand, uh, you should probably always, especially if you're a British man, you should probably always throw Radiohead in that comment. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that, but I also don't know how. If you're now, if they're going contemporaries what, and they're saying like our contemporaries are 20, 21 pilots and Imagine Dragons, yeah, yeah, you're way more interesting than those two bands. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. But that. is what Radiohead's doing now good? Yes. I don't. I'm just. I don't think you give them a pass all the time. I, I no. I, that, we're not. You know I'm what I mean. It's a great album. It's a great I, album. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't listened to it. PJ, what do you rate the last Radiohead album? Oh, don't ask PJ. What do you rate it? Give me a, just a. Give me a letter grade. Eight point three. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Such a loaded question compared to other Radiohead albums. Actually, that's going to lower the grade. That's going to lower the grade because he's got to come three. Because he's got to compare it to the Benz and to Pablo Honey and to Okay Computer. Computer. And uh, it's better than Okay Computer. Whoa! What? 
Bomb what drop. are you even thinking? Woj bomb. Okay, computer's a gateway. Web bomb. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake. There's a reason you don't have a microphone and you just fucking proved it to us. I can't back We gave you a chance. Is. We gave you a fucking chance last week. You had a good argument. It's kind of bollocks. I still won. <laughs> and we've just proved it again now. How is moon-shaped face or whatever the fuck it's called cool. better than okay computer? You're going to have to listen to it. It's a good album. You know what? It's not a, gonna. It's a very good Just album. Just not a fucking gonna. But man, OK Computer's like... One 1975 of the, crushed this album in streams. One of the... See, um, my point exactly. But going back to it... Is so, yeah, stop, so how are we stop. judging things now? You can't, you can't do Taste that. Taste that never comes into the, que- no, no, into no, the no. equation you, you anymore? Can't, you can't compare streams for the sheer fact that I would imagine a lot of Radiohead fans then probably compare, don't even compare care about sales. Streams. Yeah, then fine. Let's compare album sales. I bet album sales. That's stupid, of course. Obviously. But not... This is this is a moot point. I think getting back to the the original point of this this conversation is this I'm guy. Uh, do you angry. have do you have an issue with him saying that? Do you think there's they're really the I most just think important it's not, thing to rock? No, I mean everyone's entitled to their you, opinion. That's but, he's the wrong person to ask because you ride Matt Healy's dick. I, but I also have worked like I've worked with Radiohead and I ride their dick. I think OK Computer is easily in my top five albums of all time. I agree. Hands fucking down. I agree. I just. Okay. Hands down. But I also would say, me personally, I think the last two Radiohead records like you'd eat sushi are the off. shittest records they've done. You'd eat sushi oh, no, off Matt not, Healy's body, for Let's sure. not call it shitty. I would say the last two Radiohead records are the, the my least favorite Radiohead ra- records. Okay, than, okay, well, hold on. Wait, uh, I think the best one, the last best one they did was in Rainbows. Okay, but upgrade album. A, a bad Radiohead album, in your opinion, it is exists. still... No, it's still better than ninety nine point nine percent of rock albums out there. No, yeah, yeah, I would. I okay. mean, yeah, but but the nineteen. He say he was saying he was doing the most interesting stuff, and for a rock band, when rock is completely dead at the moment, the streams talk, the numbers talk. They are doing the most interesting thing at the moment. Well, then, but but then a twenty one Pilots fan or an Imagine Dragons fan could sit in here and win that argument by your basis. They and can. we know they're wrong, and they, we know they're wrong. They, they, they can, but they're because they're terrible. It. Well, I'm sure we could find one that would say it. For the record, in the top 100 rock albums <laughs> purchased right now, there's only like three that have been produced in the last 10 years. Yeah, it's pretty grim. It's a pretty it's rough. It's number a, one it's rough is Imagine album. Dragons. Number two is Panic at the Discos. Pray for the Wicked. Number three is number Queen. three is Queen's greatest hit. <laughs> number four is Thirteen Reasons Why Season Two soundtrack. Oh my god. Number five is Imagine Dragons. Night okay. Visions album. Wow. Number six is Journey's Greatest Hits. Seven is the Credence Clearwater revival featuring John Fogarty's Greatest <laughs> Hits. Number eight is Elton John's Diamonds. Oh my God. Number nine is 21 Pilots. Blurry Face and number 10 to round it out is Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. <laughs> That's the only one that deserves to be in that there. That album came out fucking 30 years ago. Are I you... quit. I quit. What do we even I talk about anymore? Like about, it's Matt crazy. Healy said the right thing. I, I, I almost agree with him now. So, right? And then if you want to like go a little deeper, the next one's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Greatest Hits. Hold on. Five Hold Finger on. Death Punch is number how is How is Moon Shape Pool better than OK Computer? Are you really sure you've <laughs> thought about this? Are you actually thought about what you've... Like, like think about it. I want you to think of the I videos. You he's got an answer for I you. want you to think... I just... No, no, I don't. Because I really want to battle you next week. Because I really <laughs> want you to go home... 
And when you go home, you get your little fucking indie headphones on, put on your little, <laughs> put on your little tube amp. You can't talk make shit it, on someone without it, a mic. That's make unfair. Your, make your chamomile tea and get your fucking moleskin out and like let's like listen to OK Computer and then watch OK Computer and listen to the fucking heart shaped monkey or whatever it's called and then let's have a serious discussion about it because I think I think you're I really think you're wrong. I really think there's that there's something. I think you're thinking of a different album. I think you're thinking it's of tough. A, it's a tough argument. I got to be honest, PJ. I don't know how I can back you. And on, I actually on that one. think you've got incredible taste. I would never say that you don't have good taste. We already, I already fuck with you with taste. But that is that's like that. Well, hold on. He said it's a gateway album. What do you mean by that? Hold on. I, I mean like I have a really good. Give PJ a mic. Sorry. Give PJ a mic because this is got to come on. I'm sorry. You're gonna hate this answer. But uh, you asked me a question of personal taste. I answered from personal taste. But you you started to go into it. You said it was a it was a gateway. What do you mean by a gateway to what? Oh well, I mean, uh, OK Computer is I, I would never disagree that it, it is the, one of the most profound rock albums of all time. And if you look at it from a clinical standpoint, you're absolutely right. Okay. I was gonna, I was gonna give Shane a little shit for some nepotism. He was like trying to serve you up <laughs> a little bit there. <laughs> if you don't, for those of you who don't know, these but guys. But this are step scares me because you have really good taste, and I just think that's a bad. Like I don't judge your taste at all, but I do judge your statements. Like I judge that statement. I think you can, a, yeah. That's what I mean, we're, I still that's what, really that's what like. The, you. That's what the show's about. I guess. I, I still, I still I trust mean, you with. I still trust you. Hey, can I just say one? Oh, let me say one more thing about this rock out. This rock list. It's so even, depressing. It, no, I don't even, even want to talk but, about it anymore. I do kind of like the fact that Appetite for Destruction has only been back on the charts for the last 20 weeks, which means that the revival of them coming back and touring together has awakened youth to like maybe actually go out and listen to some classic shit. But we've already talked about that. That's what works against rock and roll is... Its libraries are so vast and so mm -hmm. deep and so good. You can always go back and listen to them. It's aged so much better than older hip hop has, even though there's really good older hip hop. It's just it's just the way. That's there's just more true, to though. it. There's great '90s hip hop that I could still listen to. True, Basically, true, but not not in the same way. Cool not in the way rock is. There's just but so you, much more of it. I I completely agree with you saying. You don't listen to fucking. Um, you don't listen to like late '80s, early hip hop, and early I, '90s hip hop. In the same way you listen to new hip hop, and I think if you if I was to put my money on it, I would say that newer hip hop is better than unless that it's era like, of hip hop. Unless it's like a unless it's like a Wu Tang or a, like it has to be like yeah. one of the big ones, or like a Pac or a or, Pac, or, Biggie. or a Biggie. But otherwise, you're just listening for singles. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's keep talking about rock real quick because um, <laughs> Lollapalooza just happened. Um, an album I'm actually really excited for. Vampire Weekend debuted three new songs. I think Vampire Weekend's slightly underrated. Like this is, I think it's a big deal that they're going to release an album. Can and you, I think the album's going to do really well. You can't be underrated if you're headlining Lollapalooza. They also, True. They, you're right. They're also, um, I, used, I, I worked them a little bit when I was at XL. They also have had two number one albums. The last album and the one before was the number one. They haven't had an album in what, six years, five years, I think, I want to say? I think. Yeah, it's about six years. It's a while. It's about been a while. five years, maybe. Well, because they lost, uh, they, lost, they lost their, what their, did they, who left the band? One of the main, one of the Chris? One of the main oh, songwriters left, I believe. Yeah. Rostam left? Rostam uh. left. 2014 was the last time they had an album. Um, Rostam's a genius. 
Yeah, right. He's fucking he's great. Have you heard his stuff. solo stuff? His solo stuff is amazing. See, going he's back, an, PJ's taste. He's, huge, he turned me on to uh, it. Yeah. Amazing <laughs> producer. Yeah, I think I think Vampire Weekend. This, what are we what are we gauging that what are what are the expectations for this album as both a as both a, a, a critical hit as well as um keeping rock present? I think it'll always be a critical hit. Rather than yeah, keeping they, they have a weird way of like, no matter what, cool people like their music. I'd make the argument right now based on, and this is obviously based on looking at this Billboard chart thing because it's pretty, it's pretty dreary as far as what's, what's popular right now. But I would say if I were a young boy or girl, it's a great time to be in a band right now only mm. because there's not a lot of competition and if done right, I think people are ready for something new. I agree. I think it's. A, I think we're in a time where there's, there's, there's just there's a lot less people doing it. Yeah. I, I think, and in general, you know, as I would imagine, it's easier to buy your kid a computer than to get him a guitar. And less people are going to do it. More people are going to buy their kids a computer over over an instrument. All day. It's fairly easy to buy a guitar, I'd say. No, no, no. I mean, not <laughs> not the actual act of doing it. Thank That's you. That's what you said. Thank right. you, Captain Obvious. More people I, have computers than they have guitars. I, yes. I would agree okay. with that. You're so probably then reword buying, it. Reword it then. You're buying your child. So I want to make sure that anyone that listens to this is that we're fucking idiots. <laughs> no, you're buying your child. No, doing the math. Uh, there are more drum kits in people's houses than cell phones. More, more people are buying their kids' computers, which you can make just about anything on now. Musically, all the popular music is made on computers for the most part. Between dance and hip hop, it's all being done. Thanks, Dad. Oh, okay, are we are we making? Am I talking oh, down to our audience? I just think it's it's weird, man. I, are you are you buying your kid <laughs> an instrument? His daughter's one. I actually have bought her a little ukulele, but that's more for me than for her. Yeah, but I I agree with you. There are She's more two anyway. More <laughs> more more. Uh, more uh, I I agree that kids have kids have. In order to recording music and making music, it, there's more access to it because there are more computers. I agree with you. I agree with you. I just um, feel like if you want to do something different right now, the opportunity is probably, it's not easier, but it's an easier no, it lane is to go easier. No, no, you, you, no, you've got to run with doing it. No, no. You, also, is, it is easier. You're absolutely right. Um, sorry, it's not. It, it, hold on. Let me gather my <laughs> thoughts. Um, no. You're right on what you're saying because you actually the barrier to entry is a lot higher if you're in a band. You actually have to be have, really good. You yeah. actually have to play really good, perform really good, record really good, write good songs. Whereas hip hop is is a genre that's built from parts, and you can take. Yeah, that's add, I, you're not wrong, wrong, but that's such a I mean? boring argument. Like can we come up with a new you can't, take, make, like, but you can't be an up and coming band like that. You you know what I mean? You're you're a unit. You've all got to know each other. You've got to play with each other. You like have to gel. Like that's a lot harder than I could become a rapper tomorrow if I was really good at rapping. And like and I could just assemble beats. I could find people that can make me beats. It's a lot easier of an act to do myself. Whereas um, I think being yeah, an actually you're good rock band, you're going to get shine. It though. doesn't. It doesn't. But in order to for Jace's argument, the opportunity you have is if you're really good rock band. Well, I think if you're, but if what to Jace's argument, let's just say if you're going to compare it to compare this to 1999, you had to be a B plus to an A plus act to make it in rock. Absolutely. You can be a C plus rock act well, now and be relatively successful. Absolutely. So let's look at Imagine Dragons who exactly. are number one. Exactly. Two. They're Wait, a good on. band, but they're not amazing. They have the top yeah. four songs yeah. on right. the rock chart yeah. right now. Right, because the because also, also Mormon too, aren't they? Also Mormon, yeah. yeah. Um, 
So we're going to try... <laughs> Rock and roll! We got a new segment, uh, and we'll close out on this. Uh, this Day in Music. This Day in Music, 1981, Stevie Nicks, then lead singer to Fleetwood Mac, uh, released Belladonna. Uh, it had four top 40 hits on it, Stop Dragging My Heart, Leather and Lace, Edge of 17, After the Glitter Fades. Um, oh. Is she the first... Yes, yeah, those are bangers. Is she the first real... Fleetwood Mac, we can agree, is a m- kind of a male-dominated band, regardless of the fact that her and uh, what's the other singer's name? Mick. No, Johnny. it's Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> no, there's another female singer in the band, the one that plays Karen, whatever, the one that plays the, the keyboards. Mm, anyway, yeah, she's in the band. Uh, she's like, is she is Stevie Nicks kind of the first to leave a male-dominated band and have a successful solo career? Mm-hmm. In the way that you see, like the Gwen Stefani now, yeah, or there also wasn't many at that time. So saying she's the first is is Kind of an obvious thing to say, but I would agree. You wouldn't say there's anyone else from the seventies because I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm just saying, a female fronted band, females. I from, mean, yeah, I guess because I guess Janis Joplin's a solo act. Um, yes, yeah, she was. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Though. That is interesting. Gladys Other than like Motown, Motown, Motown leftovers. Yeah, 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 there's yeah a ton that's of a good. One. So Aretha Franklin, the Supreme. Yeah, you're right. I would. Um, I wouldn't say she was. Do you count like Tina Turner as a band? Yeah, you kind no, of I would. would. I think would. you would. Yeah, but still, not in the same way like that. That 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 Stevie Nicks was able to go off. And no, yeah, you're right. Set the stage. That's a great album, by the way. I built on it. Like, yeah, looking at those good. hits. And boy, she, Tom Petty. I would. Uh, I I once went to Amoeba, and uh, she was playing an Amoeba, an acoustic set. I just like, and no one was there. Really? really? Yeah, it was like for something she was doing. It was like she did it unannounced because oh, this was it because. I had Friendly Fires in town, that band, and we did oh, that yeah. What's in My Record bag. So you go to Amoeba and you go around Amoeba and you put records in your bag and then you interview, you talk about it upstairs and literally we're upstairs doing this thing and Stevie Nicks is downstairs with the acoustic guitar. It was fucking awesome. It was like, there was, there was like 30 people that just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe she it. She just like rolled up and played it. She's 70, by the way. She's great. She's dope. She was really, I really I enjoyed her. A, I am more though team, team Lindsey Buckingham in that, in that scenario. <laughs> I, I, uh, just because he, his versions of all those Fleetwood Mac songs are fucking amazing. <laughs> she was excellent in the Defiant ones, wasn't she? She was. She was. She was really, she was. But who was she, bad in it? But she painted a really good picture of Jimmy Iovine, which I think was... Uh, that's, that's a good point. Rico Suave. Rico Suave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got anything else? We wrapped up all the new music that came out? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think we covered it There's all. still a few waiting to drop this year. I think, uh, obviously, Vic Mensa's full-length album. I think Vince Stables is coming out with another album later this year. Vic Mensa did just drop a single with GEZ called Reverse. Cheesy falls in the YG category, YG and ASAP Rocky category to me, where they're they're better looking and more marketable than they are good rappers. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. And they're all I like all three of them, but um, yeah. Cool. We'll wrap it up. Young Black.